What's up, everybody? This is Toby, and you're listening to the Diverse Podcast, where I sit down with candidates, employers, and entrepreneurs to share their stories and best advice. I'm the founder of Diverse, which is a careers platform supporting underrepresented young professionals and helping them find roles with inclusive employers. Head over to wearediverse.io for the latest opportunities and free resources. Subscribe to us on Apple, Google, or wherever you get your podcasts, and find us on YouTube at We Are Diverse as well. Hope you enjoy this episode. Welcome everyone to the Diverse Podcast. My name is Toby and I'm here with Charles Tavengua um, and we're going to tell you all about the role that he's landed at a very exciting organization. So Charles, why don't you kick us off by letting us know a little bit about yourself and where you'll be working. Firstly, thanks for the opportunity. So uh, I'll be working at Alliance Global Investors this summer in their impact investing team. So Alliance is an asset manager mainly for pension funds. So what that means is their horizon is long term. So they look to generate a cash flow which will last for a long term. And the thing which is special about Allianz is they're sustainable investors. So, so you know how now there's a trend with everyone thinking about um, the main themes of ESG, CSR, which means environmental, social and corporate governance and corporate social responsibility. So what it means is companies are now looking to be responsible in the way which they act. So as I was saying, what's special about Allianz is for the last 20 years, this is how they've been acting. So in the impact investing team, which I'm going to be in, the purpose is to uh, to make investments which generate a positive impact. And the way to measure that is normally with the UN Sustainable Development Goals, which is a list of 17 goals designed by the UN, which um, aim to promote sustainability. So it's something which a company can aim to aim to achieve and which they can show to investors and to, I guess, to the public to show that how how positive how positively they're impacting world i love that that's brilliant yeah i think when a lot of people think finance they kind of just think about the bottom line and the numbers and the money but when you kind of can can take an aspect of it which is actually delivering an impact and having a positive impact on the world Mm -hmm. that sounds absolutely tremendous and uh what a great combination that is that's a great role you've landed there And, and so you'll be involved in the asset management side of things right so for anyone who doesn't know, uh, and I'm curious myself because I'm not I'm not an expert on this at all. Uh, what, what what does that mean in its simplest form? Um, it's just generating long-term returns, I guess, for people who. So as I said, normally for pension funds. So obviously, when you have a pension fund, it's a long-term horizon. So it's um, taking control of someone's assets, uh, placing them in places which meet with their their demands. So it's kind of it's more personalised than I guess other forms of finance and just helping someone achieve their returns and personal goals together. So uh, yeah, I think, is, is that good? Yeah, got it. That sounds really good to me. So um, before we get into, because I want you to share your story about um, your application process, how mm-hmm. you managed to get through, um, how you perform well and all those kind of things. Before we before we get into that, I know there was an organization that kind of supported you and helped you quite a bit. Um, so why don't you tell us a little bit about them, first of all, and what they do and how you found them, um, and then we'll dive into the application process. Okay, so I came through the 100 Black Interns program, which is how I got the internship. So this is actually their first, their first year doing it, running the program. So the aim was at the beginning to get at least 100 Black students to break into the asset management industry through providing them with internships. And um, 
the reaction was actually was really good. They got at least 250, I think, uh, black interns into into roles. So um, they've now expanded to something called 10,000 black interns, uh, which is way more sectors and same thing, kind of getting people work experience. And so the reason why I joined it was I was recommended by uh, a university convener. So she just said because someone else in the university got accepted onto it, she said that I should apply, which I did. And, you know, thankfully I got through. And um, so the reason why it was, I think, special was because I think um, I could apply, I could have applied by myself. You know, I might have, might have got it, might not have got it. But the difference with the 100 Black Interns program is we got so much training before on how to conduct an interview properly. So we had um, career coaches, industry professionals, we had um, recruiters, and we had sessions where they said, um, which gave us tips on what we should do. And then after we got offers, we're doing the same thing now. Every Tuesday and Thursday, we have uh, we have like a workshop and we discuss how we can show up and perform and be our best self. So I think being able to push us from last November to until exactly when we start our internship, I think is something very unique. And I don't know of any other organization which does it as well. I know you will be seen. I know you're coming know, but yeah. Sure. Yeah, yeah, no, we're just getting going. But I love I love what they're doing there. And they're gonna have to cre- keep increasing that number um yeah. as they as they help more interns, which is which is fantastic. And and so obviously it's specifically targeted at black heritage students. Um is there is free to join right? You just have to apply and then go from there. Um yeah. every year I guess they'll do a new intake, right? Yeah. So it was thirteenth of November was a deadline. All you had to do was send off your CV and a cover letter to basically explain why you think they should accept. It's basically yeah, just just selling yourself in a way, and then just yeah, hoping for the best. Fantastic. And they obviously find a lot of organisations, you know, similar to what we're aiming to do here. Find a lot of organisations that are really kind of committed to diversity and inclusion, and then connect you up with them and run regular webinars with tips and advice and that kind of thing. And I really like that aspect of it because. It kind of puts the onus on the employers uh, a little bit to help us out and give you know share your top tip share your advice on these webinars and yeah. that can really make the difference between you being successful and not in an organization if you if you can as much as possible try and un- try to understand how you're being assessed at each application process at each element of the process and that sounds simplistic but it, it isn't you know we've got to really understand what we're me- being measured on and against uh, so that we can really perform at our best. So anytime at all, you have the opportunity to hear directly from employers or to network for, with them, absolutely take it. Because yeah. at the very least, you'll get insights into what it's kind of like there. So you can figure out, you know, is this the right place for me? And do I want to work there, right? Yeah, exactly. I think, yeah, the, the most important thing is uh, understanding the culture before you go in. Because I think if you know you're not going to fit there, by the time you get there and you don't like it, then it's a real problem because say you're doing with this program, you don't want to let them down. So I think, yeah, it's important to know where you will be headed just so you can prepare yourself properly. Brilliant, brilliant. And before we get into the process itself, um, you know, let's take Allianz. So someone might have heard that them at the beginning of the, the podcast with your overview about what they do, and they're now kind of super interested to learn more. Um, yeah. what, what, would you, what would you say um, typically Allianz look for in a new candidate? Are there any kind of core things that you need to watch out for or you want to kind of demonstrate in the process for Allianz specifically, do you think? Yeah, well, Allianz is an active investment manager, which means they try and get 
uh, returns higher than the market index. So the, how they do that is by doing the research and by finding new investment opportunities, which couldn't otherwise be done if you weren't properly going out into the field and finding these things. So by that, I, their main core values, active is definitely number one. And they like people who are entrepreneurial and enthusiastic. So I think if you can come across and you can show proof of all of it, as in like if during an interview you can provide a story for each of those things, um, then I think I think you'd be successful because if you can align yourself with what they like, they they have no reason to to reject you. Brilliant. Yeah, I'm I'm hearing this uh, often now. Um, as much as you can, you want to reflect how you would be in the role in the application process. So for some organizations, they want you to be really proactive in the job. So then therefore be proactive in the application process by reaching out to people, engaging with people and so on. And uh, you've just mentioned there, Alliance, active and entrepreneurial. So how can you make sure that you show that on your CV or in your interview um, so that you can kind of stand out? So I think that's, that's really, really brilliant advice. Um, let's now go on to the application process then. So why don't you tell us the story of, of how you got the role and I'll I'll dive in with a few questions here and there. Okay, so I applied by the deadline and then two weeks after the deadline, I got an email saying they received my, Alliance sent me an email saying they received my application and um, they're progressing with it. Then a week later, I had an interview with the talent. And sorry, Charles, your application, was it a CV? Was it written application? Was it cover letter? And yeah, how, how did how did that go that bit there? It was everything which I sent to 100 Black Interns. So I sent them my CV, my cover letter, and then I just heard back from Allianz. There, there was no uh, direct application between me and Allianz. It was kind of just through 100 Black Interns. So then they reached out saying they received my application from 100 Black Interns. I'm not sure if they got my cover letter as well. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not sure about that. And um, so they reached out and said uh, about the interview. So I had an interview with the talent acquisition manager. So she kind of, we just spoke about the, the firm itself because obviously I'd, I had I'd done my research, but obviously she knew way more than me. So we spoke about the culture, um, we spoke about their values, and she kind of just broke down what I would be doing because I, at this point I hadn't been assigned to a team. So as much as I was trying to figure out about the company, she was trying to figure out who I was and where I would best fit. So I think that was a really good process for me. And she, she matched me somewhere really nice, to be honest. Like she knew me better than I knew myself. <laughs> I, found, I found it really surprising. And they often uh, do. They often do. Yeah. Because if you think about it, that's what they do for a living, right? They're in the organization. They've worked in TA for a long time. You know, yeah. for you, this might be kind of your first big step into the corporate world. So, you know, you're only going to know so much. And I, and I like that, that you're kind of very humble and you want to hear from her. Okay how can I fit in best with the organization and I guess because of that and, and I really like the fact that they really wanted to help you because of that that must must have made it quite tricky to prepare for right so yeah. what were the kind of things you wanted to research going into the interview and what did you want to know going in uh, because I had no destination set in stone as in, in terms of the team I just kind of researched the organization itself and I just spoke about the values um, yeah, well, what they like as a company, what kind of people they like, because it's, it's all on their website. And I searched where they're investing. I, I saw how um, how they're kind of so committed to sustainable development, which I've kind of done on my, in my university course a little bit. So I guess we spoke a little bit about that. And I think it was really happy. It was really good for me because when I learned it in my university, in part of my degree, I could kind of see at that point that the future of finance was, it was in sustainability. And to be matched with somewhere that values it so highly, I think I really liked it. So I think that's why the conversation 
went quite well because we kind of spoke about that a little bit. And then um, a week and a half later, she sent me for a second round interview. So that was with the head of infrastructure tech, which is a team that's basically, um, they basically provide build, provide finances, provide finance for infrastructure building. So that can be roads, um, toll bridges, um, wind farms, so all, all kinds of things. And then, so it was him and an associate of his. So I gave a presentation at the start of the interview. I gave my, my topic was on, well, I could choose the topic, but I gave it on African development because, you know, I thought everyone was going to be talking about Brexit, um, COVID-19. So I kind of thought, what can I do, which is unique to other people. So that's why I did African development. And then, um, yeah, they, I had to walk through my CV in the interview as well. So that was what I did first. Then I gave the presentation and then kind of spoke about the teams afterwards. And then that was successful. And then uh, I think, oh yeah, it's during the same interview. So it's kind of split into two sections. So that was the first section. And mm -hmm. the second one was the impact investing uh, vice president. I had, a, I had a meeting with him straight after. So um, he was kind of, kind of talking about the team itself, talking about what they do. And then we kind of spoke about life after that. And then a couple of weeks later, I got a call saying, got the offer. And yeah, that's, that was the process for me. Brilliant, brilliant. And it sounds like such a really good fit. The more we talk, the more I kind of understand that. And we didn't mention at the beginning, but you actually grew up in Africa, right? So you kind of have your... Uh, oh, bit of... I came when I was young. I was born there in uh, 2001 and I came here in 2003. I was born in Harare. Brilliant. Yeah. So you've kind of, and now you've got your interest in investing and obviously sustainability. So it's kind of a, a real perfect combination of all those things. So you've got the presentation you did on, on the topic of your choosing, which is development in, in Africa um, with, with a, a, a kind of a senior member and associate, and then one more interview with the person who's kind of responsible for the team that you're actually going into. And often this does happen, you know, you'll have an interview with maybe a different manager from a different unit and then you maybe get to your sort of hiring manager or at least the department that you're going to be working in um so how was the presentation then were you quite nervous during that were you just yeah how did that feel yeah. um i was nervous at the start but then as i kept going i could kind of see how engaged they were which kind of made it easier for me because i feel like when someone's engaged you kind of feel um i feel more i, I think more attached to, to the actual powerpoint itself so after that, it kind of just it kind of just started flowing more, and yeah, it was a really good experience. They were really engaged throughout, and I got a really good question at the end, which I hadn't fully considered. So because I spoke about things like corruption, uh, the disparity between um, power and population, and um, so at the end, the guy, the head of the infrastructure debt team, he said to me, um, "What do you think about the role of uh, tribes in kind of African development, and how um, I guess." history between them kind of hinders African development and it was a really good question but yeah it kind of it kind of goes to show that I, I was thinking of most places people don't I feel like you feel like a number uh, applying a summer intern but I didn't feel like a number at all during the whole process it was so it was so personal so I guess for me that that kind of was a great reflection of the company and yeah it was, it was really good to hear. Yeah, and you should constantly be assessing the organization throughout the process, right? Definitely. And how they treat you is indicative of how they treat you in the role. So that you want to watch out for really positive things and negative things as well, which will, will help you make this decision. And this is all part of the mindset shift that I want to help, which is help change, which is that, yes, you, you feel like you need a job and you, you, you know, you 
probably do. Um, but in a big way, you're selecting them as well. So make sure that you're making sure this is the right place that you want to work, because I know that kind of sounds a, a bit extreme now, but if you get a job that isn't quite right for you, you don't like the culture, it's not a good fit, you're going to end up maybe leaving very soon, or you're just not going to be happy for some time, which can often be worse than not having a job uh, in the first place, that can be very, very stressful. So that's really important. So yeah, I guess go in and practice your, your presentations, right? Like you can easily, because um, you knew the presentation you were doing beforehand, so you could practice. Did you do, did yeah. you record yourself on video or did you just kind of practice out loud or? No, I kind of just wrote it down how I wanted to do it in terms of the order and um, wrote down my notes for it. I kind of practiced with my mom, so I was just, um, trying to go through without my notes, so kind of just do it off by heart, and yeah, that's how I kind of got to got to learn it properly. There you go, rope in your mom then if you need to prepare for your, <laughs> your interviews. Obviously, yeah, that, yeah, why not? That sounds good to me. And then, um, so next stage, your interview. So, talk us through through that then, because this is something everyone can resonate with. You know, interviews are not the easiest thing to navigate. And it's kind of a balance of, you know, you want to show your, your personality, show why you're unique, mm -hmm. uh, but also show why you're going to be a really good addition to the organization. And with every question, you've got to do your best to obviously answer the question, but kind of go that little bit further and really show why you're the right person for the role. So what would be your kind of uh, advice after having gone through this process on how to perform well in an interview? So I guess, as you said, being unique is very important. So what we were what we were taught during the uh, interview preparation of 100 Black interns, I guess to start it off, we had an exercise where we spoke uh, where we spoke about our values. So the exercise was to list 20, 20 values which you think are true to you, and half it and half it and half until you get down to three or four, and then from there you'll know who you are, and you'll know if you will fit with the firm, uh, depending on the values of you and the firm, which I think was a really good exercise. And um, it helped you understand what made you unique, because it's important to be able to know yourself to be able to sell yourself. I think that's the underlying thing, which I think is most important when conducting an interview and when being interviewed. So um, from that, I, I guess, uh, obviously, yeah, being unique, you're able to understand how to sell yourself. And um, I think, yeah, the reason I think that's important is because um kind of when it gets to the point where they're asking you what do you bring is what, what what about you which is different if you know why you're unique you can explain how having a different how, how having a different perspective from your background can uh, create value for them and i think being able to show that and portray that in an interview is the most important thing because i think with with increased diversity in companies what they're looking for is people who think differently because through that especially in asset management it's been proven that people who think differently can bring higher returns because they will think of things which the average person won't think of. So I think it's being able, yeah, to, to, just, just to talk about uh, the increased value which you can bring from a different perspective is the most important thing. Got it, yeah, there's a, there's a lot to unpack there. But uh, yeah, I think that's, that's super interesting because I think sometimes people struggle to actually communicate what is specific to them and unique about them that kind of um would be the reason why I, I would hire you over someone else and it's kind of funny because sometimes I do mock interviews with people and they ask them those kind of questions you know why should I hire you or why do you want to work at these companies and when we're doing it in the practice sort of environment they get kind of a bit robotic and al yeah. almost their answers are quite generic and then when we're just chatting afterwards and I just ask them a little bit more about what they do or their personal life 
then you just hear some amazing things and they you know incredible accomplishments and it's like they don't they kind of there's a big dis distinction there isn't there and yeah. a, a disconnect between what you actually are able to do what, what what is unique about you and what you're communicating in the room so yeah. i think that's a really good exercise write down those values try mm -hmm. to i guess base them on experiences you've had as well so you could yeah. kind of any value you, wrote, you write down on the sheet of paper you can match up and say okay this is how I've shown that or this is where it came from so you can use that in your interview I really like that exercise that sounds really productive yeah telling stories is really important I think um, it was Peter Swain I think in um in uh, one of our workshops he spoke about it because he was a recruiter and he was saying how if you can tell a story about how you hold some certain type of value or how you've done something to prove yourself because it's all good talking saying I can do this and that and I, I admire this but if you can say how you've proven that and I think it just brings a whole different dynamic to the interview. Got it. Yeah, yeah, that's really good. And yeah, and it's a, it's a two-way conversation. I don't know, with, with Aliens, were you able to kind of um, have just kind of a relaxed conversation? You mentioned there was a bit of personal talk in there as well. So yeah. that gave you a chance to open up and just show your personality and relax a little bit. Yeah, definitely. Because as well, we were taught that an interview, is a, it's a conversation, not an interrogation. So as much as they want to know about you, you should also be wanting to know about them. So I think that's kind of, when you start asking them questions back when they throw something at you, I think that's kind of when it becomes more of a conversation and becomes more relaxed. And I think when it becomes more relaxed, um, it just flows way better. You're not as nervous. Um, you, you, you won't think they're being as hostile. And yeah, from there, I think it, it just gets better. Yeah, yeah, your questions are so important, right? Those are like, um, that's like your arsenal, you know, like it's like the weapons that you can choose from to, to, to really show, um, yeah, that you're, you've researched the company, you know quite a bit, you're inquisitive, you're curious, you know, if you ever get to the end of the interview and they say, have you got any questions? You can't ever say no to that, you know. You can start by saying, well, I've had, I had a long list of questions, but you've actually addressed a lot of them already. That's quite a good thing to say because it kind of subtly comp complements the uh, interviewer. Um, but then you've got to got to have a, a few questions off the back of maybe what they said. And if you struggle, why not go a little bit personal and ask the person who's interviewed you, you know, what are their fa favorite aspects of working at the company? You know, what was their best day like or what was their biggest achievements? Those kind of questions, I think. Yeah. People love uh, talking about themselves and, and you can kind of have a fun conversation with that. Um, or, or ask things like, you know, how could someone do really well in this role? You know, what are some of the attributes that make someone really successful? Because that kind of shows your ambition and willingness to not just do the status quo, but we'll go one step further, right, and, and do really well. So, yeah, I guess um, go in and have some really good questions planned for any interview, right? Yeah, one of the best questions we were taught was to ask, how do I best serve you? And let them talk about what they want from you and how you can be the best intern which, which they've ever had and I think that helps give you a really good guide because I think going in blind thinking they're going to want this they're going to want that just because you think it you don't know what they think so it's best to be clear about what they want so you can go in with a I guess with tunnel vision I guess so you know exactly what you're aiming to do yeah and if you take that one step further imagine they say oh um someone who's really entrepreneurial would be you know could potentially be the best intern we've ever had 
then that gives you an opportunity to say, oh, look, by the way, while I was at university, you know, I started this side hustle, which maybe I, I didn't manage to fit into my CV or they might have missed on your CV. Um, and, um, you know, I grew it to from zero to five thousand pounds or something. You can kind of just take what they say is because then they want to be consistent with with what they've given you. Right. Take what they say is, oh, this would be amazing. You can say, well, actually, I've, I've done a little bit of that already. And that is uh, evidence as to how I, I can show I can do it in the future. So yeah, another awesome. another great question. Was there anything else they taught you then? I'm, I'm enjoying this. These uh, tips you've got from 100 Black Inters. Anything else that stood out from, you know, CVs or assessment centers or anything that comes to mind? Um, those are the most important things. Well, it was on my notes, but if anyone wants to reach out to me, I can send them the notes which I made. But everything's available on the 10,000 Black Interns YouTube. So the, the, the main things were, um, obviously knowing your values to be able to sell yourself, uh, having questions ready to ask, showing an interest in the company and what they do. And we also talked about etiquette and delivery. So that was more like um, 30 second answers, you know, don't take too long, finish strong when you answer a point. And, um, you know, don't butt in at the end. So say, saying like, thank you for your feedback. Um, thank you for this opportunity. It's kind of just kind of basic things, which just show, show respect, I think, to the interviewer. It's just very important because not everyone, not everyone will do it, but if you do do it, it just makes you stand out, I guess. For sure. And you mentioned something there that I want to pick up on as well. Closing strong. I, I, I've got like a, an analogy with um, I'm a big sports fan, so it's kind of like boxing in a way. So they kind of say in boxing that um, it's really important to close out the round strong because it's kind of a subjective thing, right? Um, you, you can kind of make the judges think you won the round if you kind of look good in the last like whatever 30 seconds or something because it's a bit of a recency bias you know that's the last thing that you saw in that round and interviews are, are kind of similar in a way you know you can kind of lose your way a little bit at the beginning of the answering the question you can start waffling in the middle but if you close strong you can kind of really recover well um, and you can do that in a few different ways and, and then that if you really deliver that well that's the last thing they heard and um, they might have tuned in and out while you were speaking but the last thing they heard was really really good um, that could be essentially a big tick next to your next to your name and just some easy ways to do that is to kind of uh, one of them is just to summarize kind of what you said already uh, yeah. so you get to say oh in summary th this is the reason why I'd be an excellent person for this role and I can apply these skills in this this way so it's kind of like oh I lost my way a little bit but I kind of was really concise at the end I summarized my points just very clearly and I brought it right back to the question in the role and that's the last thing that they heard so um, yeah that would be a piece of advice as well that, that we definitely share close out the round or close out the question uh, really really strong so yeah, yeah I, I love that I love that so so Allianz is obviously a very difficult place to, to get a job right they're obviously going to be looking for the, the top top candidates of course and um, I'm sure they're all listening to this podcast um, what would be, I, I imagine along this journey, you've kind of applied and, and not got through though. So there's been times when you haven't been successful. Uh, well, I'm making that assumption um, <laughs> but, uh, because most people have, but um, yeah. ha talk to me about that. Have there been any kind of rejections or failures you've got with other organizations? And, and if so, did you learn anything from that experience and then any advice you've got off the back of that? Yeah, loads. I was applying to internship probably from about September, October time. So these was uh, this was direct to different companies, and um, the problem which I had was, you know, I was thinking, I was looking at all, I was thinking, 
oh, I could use these skills for the future. I wasn't thinking I would love this role. So the problem was, which I think was when I came across in terms of my cover letter or asking questions, I, I didn't I didn't have a passion. I didn't seem completely sincere. So um, from that, I learned when I came to this, to this role with Allianz, I thought about impact investing. I, it was so important for me to uh, come across genuinely uh, enthusiastic about the role because something which I watch I actually was enthusiastic about. So I think it's important to to be clear with actually what you want, because I think, as you said, I know you said it in a different interview that, you know, when, when you applied to asset management, you weren't, your heart wasn't fully in it. So as as any kind of recruiter will know, they can they can check that out quickly. They'll, they'll know straight away just by reading even the first paragraph. So I think, yeah, from that, it's just, um, you don't take a, any failure as a setback because this is all before the 100 Black Interns program. So I could have stopped just before then and just stopped applying if I really took every single failure as a setback. But it's kind of, yeah, you just, you just have to keep on going because the opportunity will eventually come, no matter how long it takes, it will come. So yeah, and it's that, and just also just being being sincere, just wanting the role and portraying how much you do want it. Yeah, so did you, you didn't take it personally at all, you just kind of, try to learn from it, get feedback, and then just move on, yeah? I guess what I was telling myself was that, you know, stuff's going to be online next year, they're not going to take that many interns, you know, it's not me, it's them. That's what I was telling myself, because I had another, I had another friend as well, same process as me, and we just weren't having that much luck, and I, I thought he was way better equipped than I was, but, you know, if he was having the same responses as me, I was just, yeah, I was kind of taking that approach. Got it, got it. And you come across as very, um, very measured, very confident, you know, any kind of words of wisdom for kind of how others might be able to emulate that and, and feel really confident going into these rooms and feeling like they really, really belong. Yeah, I think um, applying for somewhere which you really do want to work at, I think the conference will come to application anyway, because if you want to be there, there's no way you'll be timid in the interview, because when you have the hunger for that role, um, I think showing yourself in, in your best light will just come with the application. I don't think that's something which you have to practice on the side. Got it. Yeah, I can, I can see a real trend with your kind of approach. You know, yeah. the, 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 the areas where you weren't successful was when you were going, like me in my past, going for roles that weren't quite right for you, that you didn't you didn't really feel passionate about the, the companies you're going for. You Sometimes we just apply because... We feel like we should you know yeah. you do a certain degree and lots of people on your course are also applying there and you're like well i'll fly there as well and yeah. then it doesn't work out once you break that cycle and then you say i'm really interested in this and then you take your time to do the best possible applications in you know sustainability within finance then you will be successful because it's kind of like um incremental returns right to come back to finance analogy like when you're applying to roles within the same space, you're gonna learn each time how to make it better and better and better. You're gonna do research, which is gonna be relevant for all of them. So mm -hmm. it's it's loads more uh, draining to be just doing the scattergun approach yeah. to apply in lots of different areas, lots of different job roles, mm -hmm. rather than getting really good at one sector. And and the fact that you, you did that, yeah. then gives you, as you said, more confidence when you actually get into interview that you're like, actually, this aligns really well with my values. This is what I want to do, and I'm going to be good at this. Yeah, and that that's where the confidence comes from. So it's not like a delusional type of thing. Yeah, but I also think I got quite lucky because with this role, well, because I study international business and finance, and the area of sustainability. There's literally there's areas from the business side and the finance side, 
and my personal side was all interlinked for this role. So I think, as I was saying, in terms of if you, if you really love the role, in terms of that's what you want to do, confidence will come across. And I think having those drivers behind me kind of pushed me even further into it because I could say I'm unique because I have this experience with um with impact investing in terms of in terms of my life back in Africa and um know what what I see there. And then I say obviously I have the skills from the business side and the finance side, which will both help me with the role itself. So I think it's see as I said, being able to know yourself, because I had to I had to kind of take it all the way back and think about what different aspects of what I have in me and what I've learned will help me. So yeah, that, that's that's what's very important, just knowing yourself. Yeah, knowing yourself, coming up with uh, writing down, you know, passion projects, you know, personal yeah. life, what yeah. have you achieved, what's important to you, um, try and get on these internships, do do unpaid volunteering, you know, start a side hustle, do courses, there's loads you can do, you know, and, and, and once you do that as well, I want people to feel confident in what they've done. I spoke to someone not long ago who who'd done like a small business and they didn't want to mention it that much in their interviews or their applications. And I was like to them, you know what? I would probably value that even more than yeah. an internship. You know what I mean? Because of that initiative that it shows. So uh, once you get some of these experiences, fill yourself with confidence and have pride with what you've done and what you've accomplished. I think that's so important. Yeah. Um, I think it's really, really, really important. So. So we do have some employers that like to listen as, as well, you know, most of the uh, students and graduates, I'm sure. Um, and, and what we try to do with employers is, is help them understand what candidates are going through so they can kind of serve them better as well. Right. It's a two way, two way kind of thing. Yeah. And um, obviously we here at, at Diverse, um, you know, help employers attract a more diverse early career applicant pool and support them through the process, uh, similar to 100 Black Intern. So I'm thrilled to, to hear you've come through that kind of a program. So, of course, we kind of tell employee um, employers, if you want to do better, you know, partner with these organisations. You know, there's plenty of us out there now, which is fantastic. Um, but they do also want to kind of talk to you, hear, hear from you directly. You know, how can they better stand out for you? You know, how can they um, kind of attract you to their you know, if I'm Allianz, how do I make sure you want to apply to work for my organisation rather than Barclays or whatever? So any any thoughts on that at all for the employers out there? Um, I guess just posting it, uh, I guess, everywhere. Let people know that, you know, you are a very diverse company because I think the main thing with students fear is imposter syndrome. In terms of walking into a company, there's no one like you at all. And um, because, well, that, that, for you, that's, that's just a kind of hit to your confidence because you think, I'm the only one like me. How do I perform well? Am I going to be picked out? Because there's so many reasons. So I think being able to show that you are diverse, that you aren't the only one of a certain race, I think will definitely help people feel more comfortable in applying to a company. And um, you know, that's what a lot of companies are doing now. You know, when they're taking pictures of advertising, they're showing the diversity within, uh, within their company. I think things like that, they do go a very long way. You might think it's something really subtle, but in terms of in the back of your mind, it just puts you at ease. Yeah, I think that's important, you know, have, have reflect the diversity that you want to see in your recruitment marketing campaign, you know, um, yeah. and, uh, you know, include people in your online events, your podcasts or whatever, you know, try and get them involved. I do yeah. want, though, so, you know, looking at the UK demographics, right, if you're going to take a role in um certain sectors it might not be that diverse right but that doesn't mean you know you shouldn't you shouldn't take an opportunity there because you don't necessarily need to have other people that look like you you can kind of go in there be yourself and thrive and in a lot of i've historically been in a lot of teams that haven't been that diverse and you know 
that there are at least allows you to kind of learn from different people different backgrounds different cultures um and kind of really thrive so it's a bit of a balance you know yes you want to be an organization that really is committed to diversity and inclusion but some are but haven't quite managed to um you know attract a really diverse applicant pool yet which is kind of uh, you know it, it happens so you know at the same time if you do find an organization that that not that isn't that diverse still go in and be yourself and 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 really try and thrive in your role as well so yeah i would just add that as well yeah yeah that's a good point very good point cool so so yeah i'm sure everyone is quite intrigued to see you know where you're going in the future and we've we've had a couple of chats now um and yeah you seem very ambitious i feel like you're going to accomplish a lot of lot of cool stuff um why don't you give everyone a bit of a teaser as to you know where you think you might be going uh, long term with your career or, or your personal life and so on um yeah i'd love to hear that personally yeah um in the long term i want to help stimulate the overdue growth in africa so because there's so many opportunities which have been squandered i think um especially in zimbabwe where i'm from and south africa so i kind of want to get involved in kind of those bring bring those uh, projects back to life so that that helps to provide jobs it helps provide stability for people helps provide yeah uh, income through the jobs obviously and I think I think that's just, that's just what's uh, that's what's needed. So I think yeah, being able to give back to the youth and um, give them something which their predecessors haven't had access to, I think is very important. And something learning that to learning that to aliens, I think um, why I'm so excited as well because the Impact Investing Team, they have a, a fund called the Africa Growth Fund. So it's a fund of funds, which means say there's a so say like a private equity team on the ground, they'll provide funds for them. So um, there's one in Nigeria right now, which is focused on small and medium enterprises. So they're helping to uh, to provide jobs for people and um, uh, yeah, and cr- kind of create a social impact. Yeah, yeah. I, I was really interested in development economics when I was at, at uni as well. And what what is it that um, you think is the reason why that is really valuable to you? Like, why is that important to you? Why is that the thing you want to pursue, do you think? It's because when I go back to Zimbabwe, I was there like two, two and a bit years ago last, and I'm seeing people struggling when I know they shouldn't be struggling. There, There's no actual reason for people to struggle. And, you know, for me, living in England, it's kind of like, you know, I've got away with it. And, um, you know, I'm on the other side of the pond. And for that reason, I think it's kind of, I guess, a duty for me to give back. Because I think it's unfair for me to be over here, you know, enjoying myself, living a life and you know, family, friends, on they're, they're just not living life which they should be living in. It's no, it's no fault of theirs at all. It's just how the power is structured. I respect that a lot. And yeah, keep me posted on, on what you do because potentially there's a way we can kind of uh, coordinate or, or we can get involved in some way. So um, yeah, that that's terrific and a great point to uh, close on. But before we do, any other thoughts, anything we didn't cover, anything you want to share with the um, the students and the, the graduates, the young professionals listening? Uh, yeah, as I said, um, just don't don't be disheartened by rejections. It's all part of the process. Just keep on applying. As I said, um, do the value exercise, which I spoke about, and it may even lead to you changing an industry just because the industry which you thought you would like doesn't align with your values. I think it's important to find somewhere where you genuinely do like, because there's a saying that if you enjoy your job, you'll never work a day in your life. And I think that's probably the most important thing which anyone can do. There you go. Great point to close it on. Um, Fantastic podcast. Really appreciate what you've done here. I think you've given some great advice. 
and uh, I'm sure you're going to go on to do some amazing things. So for anyone who, who does want more, do hit the subscribe button as well. Uh, do head over to wearediverse.io if you're looking for a job opportunity now or in the future. Uh, but Charles, definitely going to need to have you on the podcast uh, another time where you become, you know, the African Elon Musk or whatever <laughs> you're going to do. Um, but yeah, this was fantastic. Thanks so much. Thanks for having me. Thank you.